Many aspects of life have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, but school and jobs have been the most heavily impacted. I am Kay Moshinsky. Today is October 30th, and I am currently located in Middle Tennessee. Today, I am going to be comparing COVID-19 to the Spanish flu outbreak, primarily how it affected schools. Once again, we are going to go over the history of the Spanish flu before we compare it to COVID-19. The Spanish flu pandemic began in 1918, but its origins are unknown. This virus is a strain of the H1N1 virus, a more common form of the flu. The Spanish flu began during flu season when a new strain began spreading. Because it was new and people had little to no immunity, it spread quickly and easily. The first wave in the spring of 1918 was relatively mild, and the people infected only had usual flu symptoms. However, in the fall of that year, a much more contagious version of the virus began to spread. People who got it could die within hours. When people got it, their skin would turn blue and their lungs would fill with fluid, causing them to potentially suffocate. Aspirin, a commonly used medication at the time, caused many deaths when doctors recommended people take 30 grams per day. This was a highly toxic dosage. Today, medical professionals say that anything above 4 grams is unsafe. Many measures were taken in the U.S. to prevent the spread of the disease. Non-pharmaceutical interventions, such as isolation, quarantine, good personal hygiene, use of disinfectant, and limited gatherings were put in place. However, they were not used consistently. One of the main things affected during this time was schools. Schools during this time were not required to close, but many parents were keeping their kids home from school. The school system took measures to keep students and teachers from getting sick, such as keeping windows open so there was an airflow. The reasoning for keeping schools open was that students would be less likely to get sick in school while under supervision than they would be out in the streets. A quote from a medical professional at the time that supports that idea says, Evidence that children are better off in school under supervision than playing about in the streets. When COVID-19 first emerged, most doctors believed that shutting down schools was the best option to slow the spread of COVID-19. As medical professionals learned more about the virus, they decided that kids should go back to school in the fall. Some of these reasons are that less than 5% of total COVID-19 cases have been someone 24 and under, and only 4.4 children per 100,000 have to be hospitalized. For these reasons, most schools have reopened, so to get a better idea of what college is like in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm going to be interviewing my sister, who is a freshman at Harding University. Hi. All right. So for the first question, um, what are what are some ways that your school is trying to prevent the spread of COVID-19? Well, we have to wear masks pretty much everywhere in class and like when we're gathering with other people and we're not in, the, in our dorm rooms. And um, all of our classes are social distance, so we're all spread out from each other. And in the in almost any public spaces, there's marks to where we to show us where we can and can't sit to make sure that we're 
still socially distanced. Um, they've removed the chairs from a lot of places like Starbucks and the student center. Okay. So does the school do a good job of making sure people know what they should be doing and do the students do a good job, make an effort to follow these rules? Um, yeah, they send out like emails sometimes and like updates to make sure we know what we need to do. And it's, it is hard to make everyone follow the rules since it is kind of a lot sometimes. And it's easy to forget to not be around people or to, to keep our masks on all the time or to not sit next to other people. But for the most part, I feel like everyone makes a pretty good effort to um, make sure they follow the rules for the most part because we all want to stay on the campus and not have to do online school. Okay. And do you think that most of these, what they're doing is effective in keeping the COVID cases down? Um, I think it is somewhat effective. Um, I think it's working pretty well. The when the social club activities started up, there was like a spike in cases, which is one of the reasons that they started to cancel a lot of the social club activities or change the way that they're doing it. But um, in the past couple of weeks, the cases have gone back down and I think that it is uh, working pretty well. OK. So if someone does show symptoms, what does the school do to keep them from spreading the virus to other people? Um, so if you start showing symptoms, you're supposed to email, um, you're supposed to stay back from your classes and email student health. And there's like a form to fill out about what symptoms you have. And then you can go to the clinic to get tested. And if you test positive, then you will have to move to the isolation dorm and be in quarantine for 10 days. And then the close contacts of that person who tests positive also have to quarantine. So they'll be notified and you will put them on your close contacts list. And a close contact is anyone you've been in contact with in the past three days prior to showing symptoms for more than 15 minutes at a time with or without your mask. So then those people will also um, have to quarantine for 14 days. Okay. What are some ways that the school is trying to keep students from leaving campus and bringing the virus into the campus? Um, so they've actually discouraged us from traveling anywhere far away. Like they're asking the students to go home as little as possible, um, to keep, um, uh, us from bringing it back onto the campus and they canceled fall break. So we didn't go home then and we'll go home for Thanksgiving and not come back until January. So our last, um, few weeks of the semester will be done online at home, which means we'll have to take our final exams at home. And also, what are they doing in the, how has the cafeteria worked with this year? Um, so we can't get our own food anymore. Like it has normally been like in years past. So um, they get the food for us and all the plates and the silverware and the cups are disposable. Um, to keep the germs off. In what ways has the college experience changed with COVID? So, especially being a freshman, it's been kind of hard to get to know people. It's, uh, with 
like the masks and the social distancing, especially in my classes, because it's hard to talk and get to know people when we're so far apart and we can't see each other's faces. And um, um, a lot of the social club events have been canceled and changed, which is a big part of college life. Thank you for giving us some insight on what college is like during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, thank you for having me. The way that schools were affected by the Spanish flu and COVID-19 is very similar. They both initially caused most schools to close, but over time, the majority of them opened back up within the year. During both pandemics, the schools took measures to prevent the spread of the disease. As you can see from the interview, colleges today are doing many things to prevent the spread of COVID-19. During the Spanish flu pandemic, schools did not do as much to keep students and teachers from getting sick. One similarity between the two pandemics and the way schools handled them is that if someone showed symptoms, they would immediately be quarantined. Both COVID-19 and the Spanish flu had a major impact in schools. At first, schools were closed when these pandemics emerged, but after a few months, were opened back up. Similar methods were used to slow the spread of the disease, but the Spanish flu was not handled as well as COVID-19 has been. A place you can learn more about these two diseases is the CDC website, or go to history.com to look at the history of the Spanish flu. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and if you want to see how COVID-19 compares to other pandemics in history, I will be comparing it to six more. Mm-hmm.